Welcome to East and Central Africa. Such a large portion of the continent. Vast cultural differences. Varied in terms of language, geography, and tradition. With modern cities, rural villages, arid deserts, open grasslands, and lush jungles. From coast to coast, to the heartland of the continent, you'll find beautiful people and communities, all unique. Many, however, are facing tremendous challenges. And that's why AFCA exists, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS, an organization determined to help African communities face these challenges, where the HIV epidemic has done such damage to so many and to so many innocent children. They know what they want for their children, but they just need a hand up. We said, okay, we're gonna shift focus and we're gonna make this so that they can help themselves. Let's help them build their bank and allow them to buy their own medicine, grow their own food, and all of them rise up with the requirement that they help somebody else. I've asked Tanya Weaver, their executive director, to join me today to discuss their commitment to those who have been infected or affected by HIV and AIDS. Children, families, communities. AFCA provides much needed medications, medical equipment, livelihood programs, and emergency supplies, all of which is changing lives across the several countries here where they work. Let's get to know the American Foundation for Children with AIDS their heart for the children and families of East and Central Africa, and their determination to make a difference. where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Edge of Adventure, of course. My name is Adam Asher, and it's always great to have you with us. And this is a very special time where we get to travel around the world and meet amazing people doing amazing things, serving others often under very difficult circumstances. And today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Tanya Weaver. She's the executive director at the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. We're going to learn about this wonderful organization and their heart for people and for Africa. We'll learn about that today. But first, let's just welcome Tanya to the program. Tanya, thanks for being here. 
Thanks for having me. It's really good to meet. Tanya, this is a very important work that you and your team are doing and have been doing now for quite some time. Tell me about AFCA, as it's known, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. Tell me about your mission and your heart for the people of Africa. Sure. It's actually very, very simple. We want to help children who've been infected or affected by AIDS to be able to grow up and to have a future and to become folks that can take care of themselves. So it's, it's simple at its core. The AIDS epidemic, what is the status of it now? You know, so many of us think back to maybe the 80s and the 90s and through the years. How has it changed and how bad is it still? Well, it has changed a lot, I have to say, because really there is a lot better maternal care for the moms who are pregnant and the moms who have AIDS, because that's a lot of the ways that these children are getting AIDS. Uh, so there's been better care given to them, and a lot of these goals are being met. But then came COVID, and we regressed. We actually went back to about 2008 when it comes to uh, the progress that we had made with AIDS, according to the World Health Organization. So um, things are back to being dire again, sadly. Tanya, what is life like for the family, the child, who is impacted with this disease? Well, okay, so depending, first of all, if you have both parents, so that, that's where you would start to see how a family is affected by this. So if you have both parents alive, but one of them has AIDS, that person is not able to work a full-time job. But in most cases, we have either widows or we have children raising themselves or grandparents raising the children. And that's when things get really hairy because children raising children is not how it's meant to be. And they have to drop out of school, difficult for them to find food who's gonna hire a child. Um, a lot of the girls end up selling themselves into prostitution to make money, which just makes the problem worse. So it is difficult, difficult life for those families who have AIDS, yeah. My guest today is Tanya Weaver, and she's joining us from the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. We're gonna to talk today, or we are talking today, about their work in Africa, primarily. Tanya, it's what, total? Five countries. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are those five countries and how do they differ in terms of how you work? Oh, yes, they are very, very different from each other. So we work in Malawi and mostly there we do medical supplies for hospitals that are taking care of children. Uh, we also um, have set up early learning centers because we realize that children anywhere around the world, but much more those affected by AIDS and HIV and maybe being orphaned, um, need a very good start in education. Then we also work in Kenya. We've been there for almost 17 years now. And we work in every regard there. We have medicine, food, sustainable gardening and animal projects. We built a maternity hospital. We've done water projects. Um, so it's varied what we do there. In Uganda, we primarily have done medicine and livestock programs. And in Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, we do livestock projects and gardens, as well as youth programs where they can get together and receive education and have a place where they feel safe, even though they're all 
they're stigmatized many times, but this is a safe place for them to be with people that have the same issues. And we also have a training center for women so that they can come out of prostitution and be taken care of while they are learning a new trade. We have set up greenhouse programs for orphanages where children have AIDS. We have sent a lot of medical supplies to help set up clinics. So each program is different. and want to make sure that the programs actually correlate with the need. Tanya, I think that leads into the next question or a question that I have as I think about this. Not from a biological standpoint, but from a cultural standpoint, Mm -hmm. what causes this epidemic? Well, it's very different in the different parts of the world why AIDS is around. And one of the reasons that in Africa it has just exploded over the years is a lot of people with transient jobs. So you have a lot of men going to work in the mines, say in South Africa or in Uganda, and there they are sleeping around with other women. Then they will come back home and they will be with their wife. And now the wife contracts AIDS and he walks back out and he's working far away for a year or two. And this cycle continues. There's also a lot of AIDS being transmitted because of sex workers that are meeting up with men that are truckers, let's say. And as they go through these trucking routes, the women are there. And so AIDS is just, it's actually more of a individual, I wouldn't know how to say it. Well, it's not like it's a polygamous thing. It's more of a one-on-one person thing. It's not like a guy's got five wives. He's got one wife, but he's with other women in other places. I hope that makes sense. It does. And I know, too, from some of the research, Tanya, that I've done about the American Foundation for Children with AIDS, I know that your heart and the direction of this organization is very much to create some sustainable solutions to poverty. Help me understand how poverty is making this worse. Yes, that's an excellent question. As an example right now, because of COVID, women are going and selling themselves because they're not even able to go sell items at the market because markets were closed. And that created more of a sense of poverty. Seeds were not brought into countries. Fertilizers were not brought into countries. So now working in their garden became very difficult and almost impossible. Poverty, what has done is it's just made people look for other ways to find money, to be able to pay for basic things like food, education, uh, medicine. When you don't have good medical care because you're poor, you have a higher chance of having a baby with AIDS if you have AIDS because you can't pay for the C-section. A C-section would actually help you. Something as simple as that is not available to them. Um, If a mom has AIDS and she doesn't want to breastfeed her child, but she's poor, how is she going to afford formula and clean water? So there's different things that are exacerbated because of poverty. And that's why we believe in trying to lift people out of poverty and giving them a chance of being able to take care of themselves, buy the medicine they need, get educated, get jobs that actually keep them away from this dangerous cycle. All right, let's talk about a couple of things that have more to do with the approach. Different organizations have different types of approaches to solving the problems that they're facing. As we think about 
the help that you bring and the way that you're assisting these communities and these countries, what's really the objective on an individual level, right? I know, I believe personally that there very much is that time when a person can't help themselves mm-hmm. and and they need to be helped. And I think to some degree, we have all been there when we couldn't help ourselves, but thankfully someone was there to help us. But the long-term solution for these communities is what? For them to be able to help themselves. That's our goal. When we first started, we were giving medicine out because nobody was actually giving medicine out for children. And then when we had some famines and some hungers happening in different parts of Africa, we started giving out a quick response to help these people survive. But in sitting down with the communities and we were discussing, how is this going to help you in the future? We said, no, we have to actually develop long-term sustainable programs, still be able to react to emergencies, but allow people to help themselves. My African friends are super hardworking. They know what they want for their children, but they just need a hand up. We said, okay, we're going to shift focus and we're going to make this so that they can help themselves. Let's help them build their bank and allow them to buy their own medicine, grow their own food, and all of them rise up with the requirement that they help somebody else. So the idea is they can do it. Let's just help them on their way, just like my parents would have helped me. We all need that help. And so this is how we do it. Tanya, you mentioned the five different countries. Talk to me about the diversity. And I think the diversity side is one of the things that probably pulled you into this into this line of work, I guess I should say this love of the diversity in the different parts of Africa. Tell us about that. It is so different place to place. You know, like in the States, so many people say, oh, Africa as a country, but there's so many countries. And within each country, there's so many amazing people and tribes and groups and languages. And so we work in capital cities, like in Kampala, which is huge, huge city of many millions, all the way to these tiny, tiny little villages in the middle of nowhere Congo. Uh, We work in Bulawayo, the second largest city in Zimbabwe, but we also work in a small town in um, Kenya, close to Lake Victoria. So we go from English speaking countries because they were British colonized to French speaking in Congo because they were Belgian colonized. We go from tribal type mentality to, you know, city, modern type mentality where people are more individual. So it's very diverse. It keeps me hopping because I'm changing languages constantly. I'm changing people groups constantly. How we do things, cultures. It's exciting. It really is exciting work for somebody who likes to travel and somebody who likes to learn. I've really enjoyed being able to be a part of so much difference between all these people that we work with. You're on the edge of adventure. My name is Adam Asher, and it is great to have you with us today for my conversation with Tanya Weaver of AFCA, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. So thankful for the work they do, and we will continue this conversation with Tanya in just a moment. But I've got a bit more good news that I wanted to share with you. You may have heard me mention the fact that our full-length documentary project, our film, is currently slated for distribution in just a few short months. 
And as I record this right now, the Edge of Adventure documentary film is being reviewed by industry professionals worldwide. And so far, I'm honored to say that the film has been recognized from Hollywood to Hong Kong, from Paris to Palm Springs, from San Francisco to Stockholm. And it means so much to me that you have been with us through it all. Here on the Edge of Adventure, we seek to share the stories of the world's most unsung heroes, those who are giving of themselves around the world under difficult, often dangerous circumstances for the benefit of others. Now, whether we're telling these stories on the big screen, the small screen, or on your favorite listening app, that part doesn't change. We are in pursuit of those things that matter. We aim to go beyond status quo, and we're on this journey with you. Be sure to sign up for our email updates at theedgeofadventure.com. That's theedgeofadventure.com. Now back to my conversation with Tanya Weaver of AFCA, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS, as we discuss their amazing commitment to the people of East and Central Africa, out there on the edge of adventure. My guest today is Tanya Weaver. She is the executive director at AFCA, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. And it's great to get to know her a little bit today and to get to know this organization and the remarkable work they're doing in five particular countries in Africa. Tanya, question, I guess, what I have written down here is to ask you how working in this way, how this project and devoting your life to this, how it's changed you. But I think the better way to phrase it is to say, how has this passion and all the work you've done through the years, how has it made you the woman that you are today? I was so fortunate to have a childhood overseas. So my parents were missionaries and I grew up in Colombia, South America. I watched my parents pour themselves out for others and for my sister and for myself. So it has been a natural thing for me to just continue this type of work. It changes me daily. I'm, I'm humbled not only by the generosity of people that allow us to do this, but also by the generosity of heart for the people that we are serving. So I think that the biggest thing that I take away all the time about my work is, first of all, what an honor it is to do this. Second of all, how hard it is to do this sometimes. The fundraising part is not fun, but also how similar we all are. And I know that people say that it's a little bit of a cliche, but even with all the differences of countries and languages and stuff, we're all people. And, you know, I would want somebody to do this for my child if my child was sick. So there's this interconnectedness that I feel with folks, but at the same time, I really am just humbled at being allowed to do this work. It's a pretty fun ride, I have to say, even though it's difficult. Tanya, take us back to the beginning of this foundation. Where did it start and why? One day, I was in Afghanistan with my husband, Eric. We were working there for another organization, and I was pregnant with our daughter. So about 17 years ago, I received a phone call in Kabul asking where I would go when we were done with Afghanistan, because we were planning on leaving. 
And I said, we didn't know that we were actually looking at a map. We actually had a map out and we were looking at it and we're like, where's this baby going to be born? The lady who called me was one of the founding board members of the organization. And she said, listen, I've known you for so long. And I think that it would be great if you helped to start this organization and help children in Africa. I said, where will it be based? And she said, anywhere you settle down to raise the baby. We want you to be able to raise your child, but we also want to see if you can help save some lives. And I always say it's kind of unfair to ask a pregnant woman to help babies because it was not difficult to say, of course, I will do that. Of course, I will. Count me in. And so um, it all started then. Uh, we finished our contract with our other organization and we were home on March 14th. And on March 17th, that was in my first board meeting. Big belly and all. And then two months later, you know, we were off and running and working hard. So it started with a phone call in Afghanistan. And then from there, we started working in Kenya and in Uganda. And that, those were our first two countries. Tanya Weaver is my guest today here on The Edge of Adventure. She's the executive director at AFCA, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. We're getting to know them and getting to know a little bit about their history, what they do, and of course, getting to know Tanya as well. Now, Tanya, through the years, you have been one of those servants that's been willing to do whatever needed to be done. Speak briefly to those people in the audience who feel like they might fall into that same category where they're passionate about something, and yet they're really having to serve in areas that it's not their forte, but they do it, and they do it like you did because they care that much about the project. Your word of advice to people like that? Just do it. I mean, I am not a public speaker, and now I have to speak in front of people. I'm an art therapist, we're crying out loud. What am I doing running an organization? But when you have a heart to do something, just do it. Find a way to do it. Surround yourself with people who know who can teach you and who can guide you and do it. And you'll grow. You'll grow with it. Um, here I am on a podcast. Who knew? So I just say, do it and do it to the best of your ability and always keeping in mind who it is that you're serving. Tanya, I've noticed that the American Foundation for Children with AIDS, as you all have a couple of projects, I've noticed that you like a couple of the same words that I do. And one of those words is the word purpose. And I always talk about adventure and purpose. I know that so many of us have this desire, this calling to live an adventurous life and to get out of the routine, right? And to go, I always call it beyond status quo, to break out of whatever that daily routine is. And you know there's something more, but you've got to be adventurous to do that. The other word or term and concept that I have built the edge of adventure around is the word purpose. Because for me, the adventure is not enough. For me, I, I need to know that somehow, in some way, it also mattered. And that word purpose comes up in AFCA quite a bit, in particular regarding these programs that you have where you bring people, maybe they take their vacation time from their job and they go and they decide to work with you and serve in some capacity. Talk to me about that program. What's it called? How does it work? So tell me about the word purpose and this idea of a vacation with purpose, this idea of transformational travel. 
Yeah. So the program that you're referring to is called Vacation with a Purpose. So we ask people to give their vacation time and use it purposefully, use it meaningfully. Come with us. Come on a trip. I take a couple teams a year and we have other team leaders and we say, come with us and work in one of our projects. See for yourself that the money people are giving, that the gifts people are giving, that the efforts people are giving are actually being used. Come, paint with us, hold babies, build a house, teach English. Like we will grab people from all walks of life. And inevitably I'll hear, but I don't have a gift. I don't know what I can do. I'm just a teacher. Are you kidding? If you're a teacher, you are remarkable and we will put you to work with children who need a teacher or you can read to them and help their English skills. Like We will find a place for you in any of these trips. And what I'm always amazed by is that people who go in thinking they have nothing to give, they come back saying, when can I go back? And that was amazing. I didn't know that I could do this. And I went in a little nervous, but I feel like I'm with family uh, because we work together with the communities that uh, we're serving and there's value to what we're doing. It's not busy work. It's valuable, purposeful, and meaningful. So you should come along. I think that you should come and join us one day. Well, I would love to, and I would highly recommend anybody who is thinking, wants to travel, and wants to travel with purpose to get in touch with the American Foundation for Children with AIDS and talk to them about their next trip, what that might look like, and how you might serve and support and come alongside them. Again, the organization is available online at afcaids.org. That's for more information about the organization, how you can come alongside them, help them out, support them, encourage them, and then also potentially participate in a trip, a vacation, a service trip that according to what Tanya is saying, it might just change your life. If I can say, we are one of the few organizations that takes children. So if a family wants to go, we are so happy to have those children join us because we feel that it is that transformative. It can change a child's life and head them in a different direction than what they thought that they could do. So my children have been going since five months old and four respectively. And many of their friends have come along, other families with children, and they love it. Uh, there's a little plug for families. That's something very unique about what you all offer and for families to be able to take that and experience that as a family. That's very meaningful. As you said, it gives the children who are getting to participate in this. It's changing their lives, too, at this early age, which I think is a, a wonderful thing. So, again, look them up online. AFCAIDS.org is the website. And we'll also have a link on theedgeofadventure.com with the post that's associated with this broadcast, and you'll be able to find it there. Just a, a wonderful work that they're doing. Many different things, quite a few different projects and programs. The other one I want to ask you about right now is Be Mercy. Tell me about that. Be Mercy started out as a project where we wanted to build a maternity ward in Mombasa, Kenya. So there was really nothing for women to give birth at that was decent and good. So together with a long-standing partner in Kenya, we decided to, to build a maternity hospital. 
And uh, we ended up doing it in honor of my parents. And my mom's name was Mercy. They both passed away in, 1918, in 2018. Sorry, And we decided to give this hospital to a slum in Mombasa, Kenya, in their honor. So uh, that has been done. We are still collecting funds for the last of the medical equipment that we are sending. So, Tanya, that would be something someone could participate in. It's not too late. They could actually help you guys get that done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the hospital itself is built, the clinic, but uh, we're still sending the last equipment. So we're looking for funds for specific equipment and to ship it. So, yes, people can still participate for sure. And if you want to find out more about that, get in touch with Tanya. Again, her name is Tanya Weaver. You can reach out to them and their organization at afcaids.org. She's the executive director. The aspect of this, if you think about it in the big picture, all right, what are you most proud of? Oh, the only one thing. Uh, you know, there's nothing quite like seeing children grow up. When I first started this, I interviewed some children in Kenya, and I asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up. And they looked at me completely blankly. They literally had no idea because everybody around them had died of AIDS. And they just were blank. Whereas my four-year-old at home was saying that she wanted to be a paleontologist, you know. <laughs> and um, these children just couldn't. They couldn't imagine. And, you know, now, 16 years later, I've got kids that are teachers and social workers and violin players, and they are fabulous. They are alive. These are the same kids that couldn't dream. The exact same kids now are nurses and they're teachers. And so I think for me, even though we're not a massive organization, we are so small. Gosh, to see kids that had no hope become hopeful and become productive adults that are healthy, I think that's the best part of everything. Tanya, how do the communities react to you, to your team, and also to the teams who are coming to serve in some way, right? You know, these teams that might be coming from the U.S. or from around the world with more traditional Western approach to life. So they, they're on their vacation. They're there to serve. They go into a community. Is there conflict? Is that negative anyway? Or what's their response to the group that comes in to serve? Uh, good question. So thankfully, we've never had a negative response. But I think the reason is because we include the community when we're talking about bringing volunteers. And we ask the community what it is that they need help with. We, we don't just assume that we know. And then we also ask the community to volunteer with our volunteers from outside of the country. So we've been able to have people from Australia, from all different countries of Europe, United States, Canada, South America, come together and work with people from Congo, Zimbabwe, Uganda, and Kenya, and find common ground because they're working towards the same project. Um, and I think having the buy-in of the community is always critical. That way, it's not just us imposing something. If they did not want a team, we would say no. We've not had that happen yet, though. They've always been super welcoming. Tanya, given your perspective, what would you like to see for these five nations in Africa? What would, what does your heart want for the communities that you love so much? I would want justice. I would want the poor to be uplifted. I would want equality. 
between women and men. I would want the children to be valued, but I think we need to tackle poverty because as we discussed before, AIDS grows in poverty and uh, we need to tackle that. We need to, uh, we need justice. I think that's what it comes down to. That's what I wish for those countries. Tanya Weaver is my guest today, the American Foundation for Children with AIDS, and she's the executive director, and we're wrapping up today's broadcast and today's conversation. For people who might be considering taking a trip with you or something of that nature, someone who's at that point in their life where they've thought about serving in this way and they haven't, they want to, and they're kind of on the fence and, you know, life is complicated and... Life has gotten more complicated in the last 24 months. What's your word to that person who's feeling feeling that tug on their heart to do something? Call me. That would be my word. Either call me, email me, WhatsApp me. Let's chat. Let's see what is holding you back. And maybe we're the right fit for you. And maybe you just want, you need a nudge. We'll help you make that happen. So yeah, contact us. Tanya, it's been great to chat with you. What else do we need to know about the American Foundation for Children with AIDS? Any upcoming projects? Anything we haven't covered today? Oh, we have so many projects coming up. We are about to build a new multiplication center for animals in Congo. We're setting up three new greenhouses this year in Zimbabwe. Um, We are expanding gardens and livestock projects in Kenya. So we're busy, busy, busy. Uh, We're still a two and a half person staff. So if anybody wants to volunteer, even from far away, you're welcome to just contact us and we'll see how we can fit you in. Uh, But no, I, um, I appreciate you having me and telling people about what we do. Well, it is a privilege to be able to do such things. And it's, you know, it's just a few minutes that we get to chat and there's so much more to talk about. There's so, so much more that the American Foundation for Children with AIDS is doing. And and so this is really just an introduction for the audience to get to know you and also to get to know the organization. If you're watching the video version, this is their website. I've got it pulled up on the screen here. So this is what you're looking for when you go to afcaids.org. AFCAIDS.org. You'll be able to learn about their different programs, about the different ways that you can help. And my admonition is always if this has touched your heart in some way and, and there's this special connection with Tanya, then definitely reach out, reach out to them and let them know that you heard the program and also encourage them and just let them know that you appreciate what they're doing. Encourage Tanya and her team, get to know them and share this podcast so that more people get to know about this organization and just get to know them here on the Edge of Adventure. Again, my guest today has been Tanya Weaver from the American Foundation for Children with AIDS. She's the executive director, and you can look them up online at afcaids.org. And with that, Tanya, I just want to again thank you for all that you're doing, and thank you for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thanks. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. 
I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.